You want to hear the goofy thing that happened to me like the other day? Well, it's not even, it didn't even happen to me. Like it's just, I was listening to something and I thought this didn't happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) This is a made up story. The first AR, I was the great spirit. In the second AR, men knew me as the horn god, pangenitor, panthage. In the third Aeon, I was the Dark One, the Devil. In the fourth Aeon, men knew me not, for I am the Hidden One. In the fifth Aeon, I appeared before you as Baphomet, the god before all gods who shall endure to the end of the earth. In this new Aeon, I appear to you as... C. M. N. Imagine that there is a brilliant white light just above. Is commentary on the magic art. In the year of the primal force, in the dawn of birth. Oh, that was very educational. Now magic will take place. Don't be fooled by what I just said. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. I am Smosh Kennedy, and this is Chaos Magic News, where our retirement plan is World War III. Joining me this week is my ascended co-host, Markiplier Garvey. How you doing, Garvey? (laughs) Hello, my name is Markiplier Garvey, and this joke is just really for me. (laughs) How are you today? Oh, it's been a hell of a week. How about you? Oh, man, it's it's been one hell of a day, and we're only two hours into it. Oh, Jesus. We're recording. We're recording, yeah. uh, you know, 2 a.m. Yeah, so expect a real low-energy one this week, folks. Yeah, well, I don't we'll know. Be I think we'll be funny. We'll be clever. Yeah. When we'll are we do not- our thing. When are we not funny and not clever, except all of the other times where we weren't funny or clever? Yeah, in before, you know, um, looks at every, looks at the last 15 episodes. We'll get it right this time, folks. Self-deprecating humor is such a bad look. We need to be overwhelmingly positive and uh, braggadocious. I think we do more than enough of that. I think the, I think the point of us being, uh, self-deprecating is that we know we're the best and that's why our failures are something to laugh about because even though we're the best we still ain't shit wow now that i can make fun of myself because i'm great if anyone ever wanted to sum up what it's like being a good occultist that would be it (laughs) (laughs) i'm really good at this and i still ain't shit I should have learned welding or something. <laughs> Got this stupid astrology degree when I should have been welding. Oh, boy. Uh, now that's going to be a hot button issue. Uh, okay. So we're going to jump right into our opening discussion this week, right? Don't we always? No. Sometimes we meander at the beginning of the episode and just sort of get a little lost and then I, I have a long pause, like. Don't, don't actually pause, please. <laughs> please, I'm begging you. I'm absolutely begging you. I will give you dollars. 
Oh boy. Okay. But no, uh, so this week we wanted to talk about ideas in the occult sphere that are taken for granted, I think was the way that I described it, or ideas that are so ubiquitous that they're never really challenged. Yeah. Things that we all kind of believe in the occult that we don't necessarily examine all the time and it's a wide variety of them i don't think any person believes every single one of these ideas we're going to talk about but more than likely you have at least one somewhere and if you don't yeah. you know well con- congrats you won i guess <laughs> buy me a you soda are, what oh, never mind it's that mike Doty thing if bono was here what would you say to him i'd say go get me a soda that's a joke only for me <laughs> This episode is only for me. There, now you've got a title. (laughs) So right off the bat, one that is just everywhere, right, is uh, the chakra system. Oh, right. And and we can, first off, we can talk about the the seven chakras where it goes from root to crown and there's the, the five in between, that sort of thing. That's everywhere. And people talk about, various uh yogic practices and they just bring those up like that is just the the straightforward yeah this is these are uh these are the thing and they're definitely objectively real and they definitely objectively function in this sort of way where my heart chakra is is this and then you can even talk about like the rainbow color scheme that got imposed on it mostly by the west and that that completely fails to acknowledge that like i believe one of the earliest chakra systems that we have a uh, text for is a five point system and then it also describes them as these are installations that you build within yourself rather than something that exists objectively that is it's always that lovely term of prescriptive not descriptive there's other systems where 10 10 chakras uh, 100 chakras 3 chakras 90 94 shock you know there's pick a number and there's probably a system yeah there are there are smaller ones too there are things that have only like three chakras the um, um tibetan buddhism doesn't even get down so much on the chakra points as they do the three channels yeah well if i remember they talk about the the, the various points being like the knots that are in the center channel happen because the right and the left channel bind around the the central channel already there's a you're getting into a very specific model of a model of a model because it's like all right here's the description of points in this energetic subtle body well all right that makes the assumption that there is an energetic subtle body that goes into the idea that like energetics and mo- like uh, an energy model is, is valid and right off the bat. And the, I guess that's why I think it's such a good example because to get, to take the, sh- the seven chakras as they are brings a whole host of, of assumptions that largely go unchallenged. Right. You've now brought in a whole bunch of ideas that, you're either not fully thinking through the implication of what belief you're using or you have accepted a bunch of ideas um, 
completely with 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 no with no discernment, I guess. You're just saying like, oh well, yeah, chakras, you know, yo you know, yogic practices, yeah, that's fine. Go. Whatever. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I guess the problem is that especially in chaos magic, no one no one ever really wants to go like that's total, you know, bullshit nonsense, but definitely nobody wants to go, hey, that's a bunch of total bullshit nonsense on something that is like an ancient tradition. Chakras specifically get sort of like dragged in without any sort of discernment is because oftentimes people use them in a very limited sort of way, right? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes they attach them to other models and kind of make them sync up or something. But oftentimes it just is like a facet of meditation practice for people. So I guess in their mind that it's like, oh, well, it doesn't have to affect my greater um, metaphysics or any of that nonsense. In fact, it doesn't really have to affect my practice beyond I use it for meditation type stuff and yoga. But, but then you can like you said, you're, then you're still just grabbing an idea and accepting it and using it without any greater kind of discernment about why you would try this, especially like in the sense of being a chaos magician who has a meditation practice or something like that, then you there's any, there's literally no rules other than what are you attempting to do with it? And, and you that's make sort up of your thing. own chakra system. Like right now. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have 174 just... chakras. Well, my pinky chakra. Well, you know, and ironically, that's where I was going to go. It's like, say, what if you what if you just made the the base assumption of like, all right, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to focus all my attention on my fingertips for the entire duration of it. If you meditated on those long enough, would you start coming to the conclusion that there's like all the energy in the world is flowing out from my fingertips, you know, or in from in from the universe into my fingertips. So it's like, is that just a byproduct of intense focus on a single point of the body? You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't want this to come across like we're talking ill of this because I, I find lots of ideas incredibly useful. It's just, you should sometimes unpack these ideas and really like strip them away and start taking looks at them and being like, you know, what part of this is actually useful? Because if the idea is, oh, well, this is just part of my meditation practice, maybe you should ask yourself, like, is it, is it necessary? Right, and even ask yourself, what are you trying to do with it? Because in a certain sense, using the chakras as any aspect of your meditation should be for the sort of prescribed reasons in yogic text, which all tend yeah. to end up back somewhere of, like, realizing divinity or Brahma. Or at the very least installing these points as the the thrones for uh deities essentially or or divine energies that's right of thing. yeah or raising the kundalini as it were that's yeah of thing. that's another one but what would be the point of that if you weren't trying to accomplish that if you know you have to what are you actually what what does raising the kundalini actually mean for you as a chaos magician you know what i mean yeah. like is it is yeah. it just reaching the kind of void state of spare is it that you're going to have some sort of greater consciousness alteration of some kind? You know, like, what's it doing? And what, what are you actually trying to accomplish with it? So, like you said, you could very quickly do some testing and work on this stuff and see if it's actually going to get you anywhere. I mean, it might take you a while. That's the other thing, obviously, is that people take these really deep traditional systems and kind of grab them real quick without unpacking them either on a 
conceptual level or a um, practice level, but that's another story. But I, I guess that's always the difference between are you are you taking something and running with it because it's a tried and true method? So it's like the idea of like, I just need something that is going to work or are you trying to be experimental and really get down to what is going on? And there's no wrong answer. If, if you're using meditation to get the described results of meditation, then go for it. If you're using meditation as a means to uh, experiment with your, for lack of a better word, your, God, we say that so much. <laughs> if, if, uh, if you're doing it to experiment with your consciousness or your, your state of being for magical purposes, especially if you're a chaos magician, then there's, there's a certain level of needing to do those sort of deprogramming or those, those, those constant questionings of things that come across as established. Yeah, established is a is a great way of putting it. The the meditation and the yoga aspect leads me to my second big one. And a lot of people don't necessarily use this term for it, but it's the sort of yoga charaism of uh chaos magic and occultism in a greater sense. The do the tell. Whole, oh well, you know, it's the the mind only school of Buddhism, as it were. Oh, uh, the Kabbalion. <laughs> it's everything very, is mental phenomena. Yeah, everything is cognition and all of those sorts of things. When you actually realize what's going on here, it's all empty, shunyata, yada, yada. Well, I, I think the, the issue with that is that, by and large, people hear the everything is mental phenomena or everything is in your head. Like, that is the end of the discussion. Right. That's when you get into like these law of attraction type ideas where you think like, if I just change the way I think about things, everything's going to move itself around me. A lot of times it comes across as solipsism with extra steps. Oh, definitely. Or just matrix fetishism stuff. Yeah. The the best or the worst, depending. Because on the Buddhist end, it has to get, you have to get to the idea of all, it's all empty. Everything is empty without a empty without uh, unconditioned quality. And for that, you have to have the proper view of emptiness. And that's incredibly hard. Yeah, especially because Buddhism doesn't agree on it at all. Yeah. And that's- I'm a Tsongkhapa uh, man myself. The other side of that too, beyond um, the sort of lawn Milo, it's all in your head, but you, you just don't know how big your head is stuff too. <laughs> I was thinking of that quote this entire time. Oh yeah, you got to. It's the easy one. But even beyond that, I think there's it, it affects so much, especially in chaos magic, because people love the idea and don't examine it in any real sense. And I think it's more so because, you know, in in their minds, at least, it's not that this idea. It's an idea that's worth entertaining and using right from the gate because it's the antidote to materialism in a lot of people's mind. You know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll so much of it's associated with that already because the idea of thought forms and egregores relies really heavily on it in a in a lot of people's practices. And we've talked about that before with the idea that I don't think because a lot of people think something really hard that it's gonna it makes reality just 
turn on a dime, you know? It's a lot, there's, there's so much more nuance to that sort of discussion. You know, you don't create, I really, I really hate it because it's like someone tried, it's like some Marxist tried to explain reification to them and then they stop paying attention and they're like, oh, I have a, a crazy occult idea from that wizard I talked to. Absolutely. I think it is useful in the idea of the antidote to materialism is to understand how wobbly reality is. The reality that we experience is, is thanks to your nervous system. You know, at least on a, 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 I guess on a baseline that all of your sensory expressions and your information processing is, is what's going on in your brain. Now, granted, if you, if you were to rip your brain out from your body in a weird hypothetical, what would you lose? That sort of thing, you know, brain in a jar type arguments, but we, we don't have anything to really go on there. We just know that all we experience is because of a certain developed type of meat that can handle electricity in a funny way. On the other hand, I don't necessarily think that most people, even materialist, operate in that sense. Like, that might be what they think if you ask them about it, but I, I think the, the Cartesian dualism of the mind being this entirely separate thing that's not even necessarily in the brain kind of oh, permeates well, a lot of that. And I think we operate in that way. I would even go on a more baseline level that I think by and large people that are materialists don't actually spend a whole lot of time in their body. If you know what I mean, that's the unexamined, uh, taken for granted idea of the, the non-occult, I suppose too, right? The myth of the given as a uh, Dreyfus used to call it. I think another one that gets thrown around a lot is the notion of this sort of, and this is a, an, a somewhat of an extension of the everything's mind, but it's that panpsychism or pantheism where it's the idea that consciousness is this ever permeating, the, the metaphor of the radio where it's like consciousness is everywhere. It's just humans are like radios that are picking up the, the signal transmission. Oh, right. Or, yeah. Or yeah. the, the notion, the notion of that pantheism of like God is in everything and everything is just an expression of, uh, one unified continuous being. And yeah, okay. These are not, again, these are not bad ideas. We are not bagging on these things. There are people who have done much more work than us that have been writing and studying these sort of things and talk, documenting these experiences. And a lot of people come to these very similar conclusions. But I think it's always an interesting idea to try to flip that on its head. Make, what if you were to make the assumption that consciousness is something that has to drag itself out from the sleeping god of, of, uh, of matter? The idea mm -hmm. that uh, the Taoist ideas of uh, building up the soul in life or... Uh, or that sort of thing of the, the, or the, even the, the Gnostic notions of like, well, yeah, if you, you know, you have to actually build up your spiritual presence if you ever hope to escape this world. Otherwise, you're just going to be trapped within this world of matter. Maybe this notion of spirit as something that, like biology, is growing and changing and adapting, and it, it had to, it had to fight for its right to party. <laughs> that right. could be an equally interesting idea that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot besides even the examples that I'm using are not box standard 
you know, everywhere kind of discussions in these circles. And then the other idea of the idea that God is in, and, and I met that one's a little more prone to dualism of like, it's because it, sometimes you can kind of come to the idea of like either God is in everything or God is completely apart from the material. And that just, that's just dualism. But another thing we take for granted is uh non-dualism. <laughs> Everybody can, everybody can get, everybody really, really wants to go like, no, uh, you know, there's no black, there's no white. Everything's just sort of a gray. And that's literally the gray fallacy. Mm. Maybe, maybe things look like things and things sound like things, but it's the fact is, is that things are things and things are not every other thing. Right. (laughs) Well, I just, I think it's, I think it can be incredibly useful to take these ideas that are not either not popularized or not talked about, or, or even just ones that exist as the antithesis to the commonly accepted ideas and then go with them because you might find something useful. Uh, Robert Anton Wilson in a lecture from, you know, 40 something years ago was talking about how he thought that the life extension science and that field of uh, longevity ex- and ex- life extension were very interesting because there was creating different ways of thinking, especially at a time when every spiritual practice you could think about was about preparing the human being to die. You know, at what, what is Buddhism, Christianity is, you know, what do all of these religions or, you know, Gnosticism, what are they preparing you to do? They're preparing you for your death. When you die, your soul has to be like this for the good thing to happen. But instead, what happens if you have to force people to live and say you need to be prepared to live and live longer than you ever imagined? You get different types of thinking. Right. I, I agree completely. And I, that's that's the goal, I think, with what we're trying to point out here, too, is that so many of these ideas are prevalent in the occult and go unquestioned either from long historical tradition or just a sort of natural antagonism to the um, what was the term we used in the DKMU episode last time? Uh, consensus reality. Yeah. Yep. So many of these ideas just exist and get picked up by occultism more so than anybody because they're all about these sorts of alternative views. But then we fall into our patterns of taking those ideas and accepting them. And that becomes our new established reality. And it didn't come from any sort of experimentation. It didn't come from any sort of skepticism or philosophical inquiry by God. It came from reading that goddamn Crowley book again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it came from someone on tiktok telling you that do, or, do you know about this obscure book that i read and it tells you that everything is mind ain't that a wild crazy new idea Ooh. and there's there's tons of examples that are uh bigger and smaller in whatever direction like astrology for example i have recently taken to trying to break myself out of any and all astrological associations when i'm trying to prepare or think about stuff because i i really didn't like astrology then i got really heavy into it because i needed to understand it and i did some actual astrology magic and it worked pretty well but i i got too too uh 
too conditioned to think in those terms of like, well, where's Mars at? What season are we in? You know, the, uh, you know uh, it's and, Tuesday. That's Mars yeah, day. Time to exa- fight my that, boss. That was the example I used too. It's like, I was, I got really tired of it being Tuesday and my brain going, we're supposed to fight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being super hyperbolic here, but I think that is part of what happens is that especially when you become very conditioned in these types of patterns, you don't think as much and then you stop thinking altogether and your brain takes what could be a useful idea, what isn't necessarily a bad idea, but it makes so many shortcuts that it now becomes a bad idea. Right, yeah. It's, we're talking against developing magic heuristics, essentially. Stop trying to come up with fancy shortcuts because you read a lot of books that told you different things and just because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, and, and maybe it's a little girdshift. It's like, you know, just wake up. Be, you know, you can't be alive and open to experience if you are finding new and exciting ways to sleepwalk. Mm-hmm. So to our dear listeners, I have one challenge to you, one little uh, antithesis to throw out at you because it's a very common idea. Personally, I'm struggling with the opposite end of it right now. And maybe you can struggle with it too. And maybe we can all learn something by wrestling with the angel. Suffering, right? Very often, Buddhism in particular, you know, the nature of suffering, the nature of existence is suffering. Uh, or, you know, to a, to a greater and lesser extent, you know, Hinduism or even Christianity, the, or, you know, a lot of these religions, any spiritual path in general can talk about the notion of like, freeing yourself from suffering and even even ones that don't explicitly say we're going to free you from suffering they talk about the idea of communing with the divine and it's the idea that you're you're somehow gonna pull yourself up above the muck and the mire of everything and you're gonna have bliss and ecstasy and here's my question why is that a good thing why is getting away from suffering a good thing if you woke up today and somebody said hey, if you do this thing, you will have a life completely free of suffering and pain. Would you do it? Could you imagine what your life would be like without that sort of thing? Without, without adversity? Without a challenge? Uh, we're going to go into bad places with that one. You think so? I'm holding my tongue on the nihilism of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to turn into the guy who, who's just sitting here telling everyone that their suffering is what makes their existence worthwhile and without it. So that was a that was a legitimately upsetting thought that you gave me. Oh yeah? Yeah, I mean legitimately, you know, the idea of I don't know, I guess my mental image of it was like, you know, some some scientist shows up with a pill and says, "I I've created a pill that destroys the part of your brain that makes you um recoil and feel pain and shirk things that are unpleasant to you and stuff." So you'll just, you know, it it just ugh. It gives me the heebie fucking jeebies. But if if the if Siddhartha comes down and says, "Hey, I know how to free you from suffering. You just have to, you know, uh, never fuck, don't do anything naughty, and sit on the floor a whole lot and meditate." Everybody's like, "Oh man, this is fucking genius." Yeah, yeah, and then he just the didn't other side have a pill it, to but, give you, <laughs> right? And when, and then the other side of it is like, you know, I, I'm standing here with Jesus telling you that, like, no, no, the the you all the terrible things that happen to you are important. Trust me, bro. Prom, I promise you, when you <laughs> die, it's gonna be really. You'll be like, man, this is all worth it. Oh, you see, and that or goes worse, in another. I'm standing over here with Jordan Peterson telling you that shit. 
Well, on another end, like, because the Christian, you know, the Christians and stuff will tell you, like, well, if you just do the right thing in the face of all of this suffering, when you die, you'll you won't have to suffer any anymore at all. Right, right, and that's that's the point, I suppose. Really, that's what I, makes I, Christianity shitty in this argument. But I, you know, I, I suppose that the problem is, is that what what we're getting towards is the Luciferian end of it, aren't we? The idea that the ad- adversity you, is the thing I that makes you go. I told you we, this was this. We were going to get into bad places with this, and we already had an opening discussion. We can't have another one, so we're going to cut it. Even all right. Here's the last one of where we're going to a really bad place. Carlos Castaneda. <laughs> the the normal man regards everything as a blessing or a curse. The warrior regards everything as a challenge. Cut all of this. No, no, <laughs> no, said, no. They you motherfuckers just brought up Don Juan, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? We actually, you know, we, we fucked up because we didn't talk about the most important one. And we gave it so much shit, but at, at least in a, in a certain sense, I can say that, hey, they're trying something kind of different. Scientology? No. no our, our <laughs> old friends at the Society of the Disciples of the Dragon. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. You see, we told ourselves, actually, that we were going to become based and dragon-pilled before the next episode came out. Yep. Um, I don't think we've gotten there, but I have been striving in my day-to-day life to uh to be completely dragon pilled as in i have stopped using my brain entirely <laughs> has anyone I, noticed I, no <laughs> and the mm. tears start falling <laughs> but i i have operated exclusively on instinct i have wandered around in a desert i've been eating bugs i've been, been drinking to the voices in my head and they've been getting me yeah. to do all sorts of things that i absolutely hate <laughs> Yeah, they keep saying things that I don't understand. I, I think the dragon is talking to me exclusively in Portuguese. <laughs> uh, but I can't use my I can't use my brain to translate <laughs> to the Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. So once again, listeners, uh, forget all that other stuff we said about challenging ideas. What we, we really need you to do is get dragon pilled with us and stop thinking. Listeners, <laughs> Listeners, your brain is a fuck. <laughs> Do a dragon about it. 12,000 dead cells. <laughs> Bomb your frontal lobes. Dragon pilled. Since I'm not thinking anymore, I'm just going to wander aimlessly into the next segment. Well, we'll is that when we're going to ask ourselves? What's in the... What is in the news indeed? Is it a dragon? No. Is it a pill? It's it's neither. Uh, I need a... Look, look, look. I know we normally do our parrot with the earpiece headline of something silly that really isn't all that important. But I think going forward, when we do this segment, we need to have the dragon-pilled headline. <laughs> Give me a headline that means I don't have to think. You know what? I can do that for you. Arguably, that's what a headline is for. (laughs) (laughs) Since you want the stupid headline first, dogs living in Chernobyl have adapted with DNA mutation, studies suggest. That's not a stupid headline. That's fucking lit. It's from Vice, so it's really stupid. (laughs) Damn it. How about the headline of Vice got no money? 
because they keep spending <laughs> it all on. God damn it. We we should uh maybe we should have a business model that doesn't involve uh spending thousands following drug dealers around and filming them. Maybe we shouldn't give Action Bronson free reign to do whatever he wants. No, that is a sound business decision. That's making them a lot of money. So we got mutant dogs in Chernobyl. Yeah, it looks like it. And and these fuckers tried to tell us that radiation wasn't going to give us superpowers. They have um, increased uh, DNA repair and immune response. Uh, yeah, so a Wolverine healing factor yeah, have, is what we, I'm We hearing. literally yeah. have Wolverine dogs running through Chernobyl right now. That's great. That means when nuclear war inevitably happens, we're actually going to have super mutants. No, we're going to end up with furries. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wasn't prepared for that. It is actually always interesting how, in the strangest ways, life uh, finds finds a way. <laughs> no, for, like for real, and it's 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 fascinating that the the great God Pan will not be stopped by something as uh as trivial as a nuclear trivial explosion. as a nuclear as as nuclear devastation. Yeah. Well, in nature, not surviving very well. A terrifying fungal disease is infecting frogs in Africa. Not the frogs. Poor oh, frogs. Man. No, I like frogs. Like everybody, if you haven't gotten the idea that I love frogs from listening to me, <laughs> you are. Uh, but I also like fungus, so I'm torn. <laughs> Stop, Sophie, in my choice. <laughs> Epidemics like this happen. I'm sure. I'm sure the frogs will bounce back in whatever way they can manage. This this fungus is fungus is always a fascinating uh type of existence. Like we we always touch on the ideas of uh like animal types of consciousness, but very rarely do we talk about like vegetative types of consciousness and we almost never talk about like fungoid type of consciousness. Well, there's a certain subset of people that are really big on some fungal consciousness, but usually can't talk to them for the first couple hours. <laughs> you make my tummy sick. <laughs> okay. Here's one Stupid. more. Here's one more, like not a whole lot headline just because we talked about the badass dogs, the poor frogs, and now we'll go back to nuclear. A nuclear power plant that leaked 400,000 gallons of radioactive water shuts down for repairs after second incident. Wow. The, that, those fish are going to be fucking massive. They're going to be ripped, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have tuna for days now. That's so good. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there will be no consequences to dumping large amounts of nuclear waste into the ocean and i'm sure that no one is going to learn anything from this incident either yeah when the <laughs> dogs grow like, gills they'll be well fed though <laughs> i'm just thinking of like the you know like the the somewhat wolf-like appearance of the of uh whales ancestors oh yeah it's gonna be like kind of like that we're gonna have these beefy mutant whales that are just like <sighs> It doesn't matter. It's not important. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about the big elephant in the room? The the big uh, orange elephant? It, was it at Chernobyl? <laughs> the elephant no, uh, foot? That kills people. Um, someone, a certain somebody, said they were going to get arrested Tuesday. 
Lots of uh, men. A lot of people Friday. said they were going to get arrested. <laughs> so everybody was like, "Man, it's like it's like we're going to arrest him. I'm going to get arrested. I can't believe they're going to arrest him." And then nothing happens. It's almost like they just want to make you pay attention to crazy nonsense. Yeah, it's like fucking does anyone wild. tell me? Tell me, does anyone believe that Donald Trump is actually going to be arrested for anything? If you do, please contact us. I have some bridge. I I have a bridge on an oceanfront property and it's also a uh, a multi-level marketing oper- opportunity and <laughs> you know like whatever else i, I don't know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna cure your boils <laughs> fuck you know you're you, it doesn't matter what i say you're if, if you believe enough, that you're already you're fucking gonna yeah, do you've it already you've already cleared out your bank account to hand me your hard-earned cash it's because i just said all of these i said so many buzzwords that your your tiny brain can't even handle it. And this is what we're talking about, that if you were dragon-pilled and you didn't think at all... Then you'd be buying my be... NFT right now. <laughs> but, you're, but you're fucking cringe. You with your fucking rationality. Uh, no, I feel like if you... Did, no, because the problem is, is that these people barely think, but they still think. If you didn't think, all of my words would roll across the the smooth wrinkless apertures of your mind <laughs> yeah we presidents don't get yeah. arrested folks i'm sorry i hate to I hate For, to yeah hate to break it to you not even the trumpers gonna get arrested no one's gonna arrest jimmy carter <laughs> for being an old bitch <laughs> <laughs> You are wanted for crimes <laughs> of being cringe, old man. <laughs> you're gonna do. You're gonna do twenty five to life and piss. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, no, like no, it, no one's gonna arrest a. For, no one is going to arrest a former president. They weren't right? even it's talking your, about arresting Nixon before he got pardoned. Yeah, this is this is all this is all smoke and mirrors. This is a fucking sham. It's not going to happen. There was, I think at best we could say that this is an attempt to intimidate Trump into not running. And it's like, it's just not going to work. If he does get arrested, it'll be fucking insane. Like, you, do you guys have any idea how, like, how many hats I'm going to have to cut up and eat if he gets arrested? Yeah, I don't know. It, it just seems so incredibly unlikely that, like, I any would, of this I, would matter. <laughs> It's not only it's not on my bingo card. It's not even in it's like it wasn't even a choice. It's not even in the same room. It's it it's it's just it's not going to happen. And if if you think it is, it's because you're deluded. I'm sorry. We're all deluded in certain ways, but you're clearly not paying attention to what's going on. <laughs> if you think that a former president and and you're like, "Oh, well he did so many bad things." And it's like, "Well, Reagan yeah. committed treason. Yeah. Com- yeah, exactly. He committed high Reagan treason. did things that were actually like bad. I hate to say it like this, but do you guys remember that that incident where Trump is at a, a rally where he talked about I could shoot somebody in the middle of Times Square and no one would uh, and no one would care. They'd cheer for me. He's totally right. <laughs> and you can be like, oh well, that's abhorrent. Oh well, that's awful. And it's like, yeah, he's the president. You're just describing what the president does. Refer back to our Jimmy Carter fucking episode. Like, yeah, you guys made it. We made our piece on this one already. 
that that's all I can say is that it would be funny. It'd be really funny if Donald Trump got arrested, especially for like, yeah, we'd be eating know. those hats with a smile on her face, but you know, I'm not yeah. expecting it. Shit's never that funny. Yeah. And also it's, it's, it's over the, the hush money to a porn star thing again, which if that was going to blow up in his face, it would have happened during the four years that he was fucking president. <laughs> you think they're going to get him now? <laughs> No, I think this is smoke and, and mirrors. And if all of that was not enough to dissuade you, just remember that this is the Dems doing it, and the Dems have never done anything right, ever, ever. Yeah, even the only it, thing they, to, they've done right in the last eight years, eight plus years, was screw over Bernie Sanders. <laughs> to, to use the shooting someone in the middle of Times Square's metaphor again, if that happened the Democrats would still somehow fail to con- like they would lose the they would lose, lose the gun the, tape. the fo- yeah the footage would mysteriously get vanished and Joe then would, would walk co- up and like think that he did it and apologize yeah. and then like and then they'd spend three months trying to pass a gun law bill that still wouldn't pass yeah and it'd be the most lackluster gun law ever it would just be like. Donnie has to check his gun to make sure it's not loaded first and they'd still fuck it up. While we're on it, do we want to talk about the other hysterical smoke and mirror show that's going on of, to keep you distracted from other shit that's going, that's uh, probably more important and pressing? Well, it depends what it is. Joey Biden and Hunter taking all that money from the Chinese. Oh, God. Ugh. It's the same shit where it's like, I'm not even saying he didn't do it. Like they probably been doing it, probably been doing it for decades. Nothing is going to come of it. Is yeah, it's, that's the it thing. It's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't is- matter if he did it. It doesn't matter if they're actively doing it. It doesn't matter that Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden like, could shoot someone in the middle of Times yeah, Square and then he could. put it on his laptop and he, and he still wouldn't smoking go to jail. A, smoking a crack pipe at the same time. You guys just remember that laws are to keep us in line. The, the, the shit-kicking rabble-rousers are going to come around and... and throw you in the paddy wagon if you get out of line because you're just a working stiff yeah you know these Shut people up do up, your job proletariat yeah, exactly silence <laughs> silence horse get back <laughs> to your plow the fuckers up at the top the law the law doesn't apply to them it never has it never will <laughs> Right. The and only before time you it ever even go like, no, there's some f- you can't just act like there's no form of law and order. We're talking about people that are presidents and children of presidents and longstanding the, politicians. And yeah, the people owners with absurd, of industry like, yeah, people with absurd amounts of wealth, all these things like, yeah, these people face no consequences because they're in they're in the handshake club. Yeah, you know? this is this is it. Like this is it's always been like this. These people don't go to the and grocery the, store the, and buy a loaf of bread. They don't go to the DMV. The you know, they only don't worry. thing that's maybe different now is that our institutions have reached a point that we can't even fucking hide it anymore. They can't even, they either can't be arsed to hide it or they're too incompetent to hide it. That's maybe the only difference at this point. Yeah. Now they're just flaunting it in your face because we don't, you know, the most like, people or they're what, fucking stupid. They're either yeah. just being like, who fucking cares at this point? I'll do whatever I want and you'll fucking accept it. Or they're like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I got the, the, the bag full of Chinese money. I mean, my big bag of money fell out again. 
I thought it was like the... classified documents. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what what I'm hearing is that Joe Biden manufactured the COVID vaccine from a bat soup <laughs> because the Chinese paid him, and it's all part of the Bill Gates vaccine conspiracy. And Donald Trump is going to save us by shooting a man in Times Square. <laughs> and that, uh, that about sums nothing it up. is. Yeah. And nothing, nothing is going to happen to either one of these men. They are going to die comfortably in their beds, surrounded by their family with high loads on crack. of, yeah, <laughs> high on crack with loads of idiots ready to suck their dick and say how great they were for the country on both ends of the spectrum. And our third favorite presidential punching bag, well, not quite yet, and probably not at all, honestly, uh, Ron DeSantis was totally being a cuck about a nickname that Trump gave him. It was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> cuck DeSantis? Who's that <laughs> it? Uh, I love, like, Trump must have got someone to help him with this one. It was He's calling him de-sanctimonious now or something. That motherfucker can't even spell sanctimonious. Are you kidding? Yeah, right. He got asked by Piers Morgan if he liked Ron DeSanctimonious or Meatball Ron better. And he was just like, oh, Meat- I mean, they're fine, whatever. Because he can't. Meat- he- Meatball Ron? Dude, Ron is Ron DeSantis is such a fucking bitch, man. He is totally bitch made. He's He could get the ice cream cone slapped out of his hand by Trump and he'd say, thank you, sir. It's he, knows very where his, ten- he knows where his fucking bread is buttered. He's like just such a he's so pathetic. It's very Ted Cruz 2.0, right? Oh, yeah. It's He's like, doing the exact I'll say some, same shit. I'll say shit, about, I'll say shit about your mama, your wife, and say that your goatee makes you look like you came from the Star Trek mirror world. And he's just going to be like, thank you, sir. Well, I respect our president. Now, uh, let me go find a woman or a minority that I can talk down to so I can reassert my masculinity. Because I'm afraid of Big Daddy Trump. Yeah, they're such, they're. You're a bunch of fucking pussies. It really, it's so bad. Like, I don't get it. But they like, can't. That's that's the, if you're, le- if you're not a fan of the Republicans, Trump is really a silver lining because basically anybody that won't fall in line and, and uh, kiss that man's ass is in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you'll end up getting pushed down the stairs like Mitch McConnell. Yeah, that's what happened, too. Marjorie <laughs> Taylor know. Greene did it to him. As a, <laughs> she, she was a Trump sleeper agent that her programming <laughs> kicked in, and she just <laughs> stuck her heels out. Oh, God. We're not even going to talk about Mitch. Fuck him. Fall down again, you old bitch. Fuck you. Uh, did I, hope, get uh, I hope... I Mitch hope Mitch. And, I hope Mitch and Joe have a falling <laughs> down the stairs competition. <laughs> <laughs> and at the bottom of the stairs... <laughs> It's just the nuclear launch button. (laughs) (laughs) Do we want to have a a magical implication of politicians (laughs) falling face first down the stairs? (laughs) I almost said chucking, which uh, that's a violent act that I would not encourage. I'm not encouraging anybody to actually go out and like throw old men down the stairs. (laughs) For they you know, consent, for maybe. legal purpose, for legal purposes, <laughs> I am not. I'm saying no one should do that. But uh, if they happen to fall on their own, yeah. <laughs> I well, um, we we gave a bunch of political talk, so I guess the only thing we can go back to as far as any sort of feigning occult perspective here is just how 
easily manipulated people are because they have preconceived notions about how the world works. Yeah, and it, it, it can create a tribalist worldview. It can make you fall for this idea that there are certain people in power that are on your side when historically that just isn't so. And even the fact that we're drawing attention to these things saying, oh, this is all nonsense, smoke and mirrors, is, is arguably giving lip service to the problem, saying, hey, this is nonsense. You're still drawing attention to the nonsense. But at the same time, we're the funny yuck yuck podcast. We just talked about, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter <laughs> going to prison for being <laughs> for not being dragon pilled. Well, I, I, I think there is a power to satire still. I don't know if this is satire. This is satire well, I, seems like it needs to have like some some biting commentary or some real insight. I just think it would be very funny if uh, somebody were to place banana peels <laughs> on every step surrounding the Capitol <laughs> and just let nature run its course. Uh, or let Joe run really fast going, look at that banana. I'm a monkey. <laughs> Joe Biden doing Mitch with him again. <laughs> Joe Biden Naruto running full <laughs> speed to get a banana. Oh God. Okay. Beep 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 beep. CMN breaking news. Howdy, hey, it's Friday. We recorded this several days ago, and now we have to record this addendum because you all know what happened yesterday. I believe I said something about cutting my hat in three pieces and eating it with hot sauce. Well, and, oh, okay, uh, okay. In our defense, he's been indicted. We don't know if anything's going to come of it. I was having this conversation last night when I got the news. The problem is, is that every step of the way, I've been wrong, where <laughs> I didn't think the man was going to get elected. <laughs> I didn't, so I didn't think the man was going to get elected. I didn't, once he got elected, it's like, well, he, He's not. Well, actually, the one thing I was right about was that when the impeachment happened, it was like, ain't no way he's going to get impeached. So I was right about that. But now I was going, oh, there's no way he's going to get indicted. And now he's been indicted. So what am I just going to go like, oh, well, there's no way he's going to get arrested so for for me to get to watch the first president ever be arrested well okay i will totally be wrong oh well, Just, well I will oh say well right he's now, not gonna he's get not gonna charged go, he's not gonna get tackled by 17 police and tased <laughs> it's not like he's gonna make a huge scene trying to fight him and they're gonna have to drag him away in restraints <laughs> it's not like he's going to shit his pants as he gets hit with a moose tranquilizer so they can take him to a high security facility. It's not like they're going to grab him and say, take him to the McConnell stairs. <laughs> Donald J. Trump, we sentence you to the Biden McConnell stair emporium where you will be incarcerated. <laughs> oh, man. Well, no, no, but for real, I, you know, I, I did not see this coming. I thought ain't no fucking way. I definitely thought and, he was going to get indicted, but I didn't think I don't think he I didn't think he was going to get led away in handcuffs or anything. And that hasn't happened yet. And I don't think anything's going to come of it. I think I think this is going to like just get into. A, I don't even know. I don't even know what the legal proceedings are going to follow from this are, but I just don't see this resulting in anything major. Maybe he'll get like fined to shit. 
You know, that's nothing. It still sets a horrifying well, precedent for future presidents, and they're going to be fucked by this. It will lead to I the eventual arrest the, of every president the minute they get out of office or well, mass pardonings for the self every time they get out of office. The, the problem is, is that he didn't get indicted for anything he did as part of his office. As far as my understanding, these are things that happened during his his run. Right. From what I remember. Yes. Yeah. So like that's the that was the other thing that I was I was talking to my beloved about it, where it's. None of the things, this is a very Al Capone situation where it's like, all right, we can't get you on anything we, that you did while you were president or after you were president. So we're just going to, we're just going to try to get you on literally anything. So that way we can keep you from running again. Cause that's what this is. They don't want to run again. There's nothing that says if he gets arrested, he can't run again. I think there's a rule about, uh, no, Eugene, convictions. Eugene Debs ran for president from prison for years. Oh, yeah. I think you're you're probably right. Then. We might we might end up with the first president presiding from his prison cell, but there's nothing that says he that can't run a... if he gets arrested. And um an interesting little thing from Politico that just went up a little bit ago. The data's clear. The indictment makes Republicans like Trump more. Which is of course, of course they fucking did. Every time you struggle and try to do something against him, it only emboldens his base because now he's a martyr to the cause. Man, that's great. You can be a martyr without anything actually fucking happening to you. Man, sign me up. I mean, that's that's been the whole spiel this whole time. Yeah. I At the same time, it's, it's very much, this feels like some Darby Dragons thing where it's like we're in uncharted waters at this point where it's like the first former president in history being charged with anything like i don't think they'd get mr carter on jaywalking no no they wouldn't they wouldn't get him on like hitting a an orphan either like he could just do anything obama doesn't get speeding tickets you know it's like Um, nothing uh grant supposedly got a speeding ticket for driving his carriage too fast well, he was probably drunk, too, so that was probably the lesser of the two charges. Well, I'm stealing, I can't remember who the hell I'm stealing this joke from, maybe Chapo or something, but it was like, if they had a breathalyzer back then, he would have been the first one with a DUI. <laughs> That's why they make people drive the president now. <laughs> Prosecutors in New York are preparing for Donald Trump's surrender to court officials after he became the first U.S. president to be charged with a crime. Again, not, not exactly true. Trump's lawyer says the former president will not be handcuffed for his court appearance next Tuesday. Joe Takapina says Trump will plead not guilty to the charges and they will aggressively challenge the legal viability of the case. Oh, God. Okay, and and just so everyone knows, like, the, the, the real issue with this is that the payment was legal, but Trump allegedly recorded it as a business expense. Falsifying business records is illegal in New York. So... There you go, guys. Like, that's what's actually happening here. This is just another fucking case of bullshit white collar crime that's not going to even do anything. Like, I mean, of course, he's the president. But even if Donald Trump was not the president and he just got charged with this out of nowhere, the same thing is going to happen other than the fact that people are like, oh, my God, he's the president. It's like I said, it's some Al Capone stuff. I mean, you I, I do not like Donald Trump. You know, that's not a controversial statement. You really shouldn't be surprised. When it comes to this, it's very much like it's not who cares, because I guess on the baseline, it's like, yeah, that's fucked up. It's against the law, whatever. But cheating on it, your it's taxes? Very, 
Yeah, it's an Al Capone thing, man, where it's like they're just trying to get him with literally anything because nothing has been able to stick this guy. Regardless of your opinions on whether or not he was guilty, nothing has stuck to him thus far. Well, and the other thing, though, is like, what's it fucking matter? If anything, this is doing them a disservice because it's making him more popular with Republicans, making him more likely to run again. And any don't get it twisted, people. Well, he's already still, he's running again. You well, know, no, don't get it I twisted. Mean, like, he's running again. Well, I mean, don't get it twisted. He's still very likely to win the next election at this point. Absolutely. And this is only going to make it worse. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, what are these people fucking doing? Cause you know, They're... you know, this was not just some prosecutor thinking that he's doing the right thing or some shit. This was probably a coordinated political effort on someone's part. And whoever's fucking part it was is a fucking idiot. Unless their idea was, Oh, Hey, let's get Trump reelected. I personally think the Democrat opposition to Donald Trump are a bunch of paste eating school children because they're just incredibly bad at this. Unless you consider the possibility that what the Democrats want is to be losing. Like they want to be <laughs> losers because they can sit around and point and say, look how bad the Republicans are. Donate money to us. Or better yet. Hey, we want to support Basically all the same things the Republicans are doing anyway, but our base is built on the illusion of progressivism. So we have to just sit here and continually stymie our own efforts and make it look like we're such idiots that we can't accomplish anything because if we have no real interest in pursuing any of these progressive actions. In fact, I will go ahead and say it now that the idea of progressivism of the Democratic Party is not that the Democratic Party actively pushes any of it. It's that they just latch on to any social progressive issue that they can see. It's entirely a fucking act. Oh yeah, I mean they'll do anything to they'll do anything to try to get voters and it's but that's why we always talk about what the only thing that the Democrats ever really offer is that they're not Republicans, you know? Yeah, that's their whole point. I'm not going to get conspiratorial and say Oh, this is this is for the purposes of emboldening Trump so that he'll win. <laughs> and then the Democrat because the Democrats know that whoever they throw up against him is going to if, like if Biden runs again, you know, it's going to be bad. I think I remember a poll where it's like 60 percent of Democratic voters say that Joe Biden shouldn't run again. And when they ask who should run in his place, the same, you know, 60 percent are like, I don't know. Like anybody? Like literally, literally anybody? Well, like literally anybody except for all of the options that we have because it's like, <laughs> uh, I really don't want Warren or Harris or... Buttigieg or Kamala. Or Buttigieg, yeah. Or, or yeah. fucking, I don't know, what's that? Or Sanders. San well, I mean, I want... No, you know what? I'll I'll lay it Cuz you're the a dirtbag. You're the dirtbag left. I'm not even I'm <laughs> Shut up, Bernie I, bro. I have no desire to see President Bernie Sanders at this point. It's too little, too late. It'll He's too old to pee in his own pants. <laughs> it will destroy my illusions about the alternative world we had where Bernie Sanders managed to actually win. So, uh. let's just let them sleep in dogs lie because I'm fairly certain if Bernie became president I would immediately be disappointed. I, I just think ultimately, if there is some sort of ulterior motive of like, I, and that's the thing, we could be wrong because I was under the impression that somehow this was supposed to 
be used as leverage against Trump for the purposes of keeping him from running for president. But if that's just dead wrong, then all this is doing is like you're just giving him more. You're you're making him cooler. Stop making him seem cooler <laughs> to the Republicans. <laughs> It's ultimately, I really do circle back to that thing of like all of the, the shitty things that I think he did are not what he's on trial for. Right. And in fact, most of the shitty things he did were perfectly legal. Just to be completely honest, I don't care that he paid off of anybody for sex, whatever. That's their prerogative. All the horrible things Trump did are <laughs> just yeah. things that happen. Trump was just dumber about Trump. You know what the ultimate thing about Donald Trump is, is Donald Trump said the quiet part out loud. I mean, I think that's what people said through most of his presidency. It's like he did the same bullshit that presidents do all the time. He just said it very loudly <laughs> and then like, and doubled down when people called him. And this is just an example, right? Like this is a hypothetical. It's like if Obama drone striked a U.S. civilian, right? Yeah. He would either hush up about it completely he would act as if this was some sort of accident. He would perhaps, you know, do, you know, do something to try to mitigate blame and act, to try to show that either he wasn't directly responsible or he just wouldn't talk about it at all. But the Donald Trump response to drone striking a civilian would basically be, I did it. I would do it again. It's your patriotic he, duty as an American he citizen was a, to be He Trump was stock. a motherfucker. <laughs> he would be like, he was an asshole and he deserved it, you know? And that's the difference. They, t if we're talking about in the tangible actions of what they did, it's the same thing. And I'm not trying to, to mitigate this on like a, oh, they're both just as equally bad presidents or this, that, and the other, you know, that sort of thing. I don't want to level it and be like, because I know on the last couple episodes I said, they're all demons, you can't trust any of them. And that sounds very, you know, I, I'm not going to try to pretend that they're all exactly the same and they're all the exact type, same type of awful. But by and large a lot of the horrible actions that uh, presidents do are things that all presidents are guilty of to some greater or lesser extent. People just really didn't like Donald Trump because he was an incredibly polarizing and abrasive figure who was very loud about the awful stuff that he was doing. Well, there's your addendum, folks. We're not going to eat our hats yet. If we see him in handcuffs or wearing the fucking orange jumpsuit, we will live stream ourselves eating our, all of our hats. I have far too many hats for that, all right? But do it for like, the listeners. Do it for the listeners. All right. Uh, listeners, hop on our Discord and tell us what kind of hot sauce we should use when we eat the hats. <laughs> okay, back to the regular episode. Beep, 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 beep. Back to some headlines that might have something interesting to them. Hong Kong department store removes artwork with hidden political content. Wait, wait, wait. Art has political content? <laughs> Holy fuck. Inform the media. No more art. <laughs> Can you, you're going to have to give me a detail here. Patrick Amadon is an artist who created a work that contained hidden references to jailed free speech defenders in Hong Kong. And it was taken down by a department store in an incident. The artist says is evidence of the erosion of free speech by Chinese authorities. Patrick Amadon's no rioters was put on display on a billboard at a huge Sogo Causeway Bay store as the city was promoting itself 
as a cultural hub following years of pandemic travel restriction. Art Basel Hong Kong, a prominent art fair in Asia, began this week alongside other art events. It was unclear whether the government played a role in the decision to remove the artwork. Are you fucking kidding me? The notion that mainstream art is a source of meaningful political action is laughable. I don't know. It's like that Ukraine article from like seven episodes ago at this point. It's just, well, we, we, we can already talk about that, but I just think the idea that like an art exhibition from a department store trying to promote like the cultural hub because everybody's been cooped up from the COVID restrictions, that's not where you're getting your hard-hitting political messages. That's like going to fucking Black Panther. <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised because these fuckers are about making money. If the, the glorious People's uh, Republic of China says, hey, you can't say that, you can't do that. Yeah, it's erosion of free speech, but, like, what did you expect? As, as you said earlier, you, you know, these fuckers know where their bread is buttered. Amadon said the gallery told him in an urgent call that it was very concerned about its legal exposure after a conversation with Sogo. There you go. It's just people protecting their own interest. So... But to answer the question of whether or not the government was involved, it's like it doesn't really matter if the government was directly involved and told them to take it down because obviously they were threatened by the idea that the government was going to do anything. So, yeah, the idea I want to talk about here more than anything, because I think it's probably the most interesting one, is the, the idea of hidden messages in art, because this is just a this is a one artist doing a political work, obviously, but there's a whole occult trope conspiracy theory about all the hidden messages in art and this one was very on its nose obviously because it's like matrix text with weird flashes that you can't even see with the human eye but you can see them if you like take photos of it and stuff oh how common do you think stuff like that might actually be the other thing i guess would go back because we talked about black panther before right yeah and how killmonger is right Right. Yeah. You know what? That's what, you know, it, obviously I, I don't think that subliminal messaging is really much of a thing. Like, I mean, it, it is on a certain point, but it's not like, oh, you just put flashes of it's not it's not they live. You know, you don't have the hidden fucking thing under there saying this is your God. Well, going back to what we were talking about of when you accept an idea and you don't unpack it and you you accept a lot of the assumptions with it. I don't know for a fact if hiding the subliminal messages and things work. But on one hand, if you're a, a psych model, unconscious, subconscious person, that's how sigils work. Right. Things that slip past your conscious mind into your unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. Although I think scientifically they showed that like putting, if you can't perceive what you were reading in the subliminal message because it was only there for two frames it's not going to have an effect because it's not going to register i think they did experiments on that i might be wrong also that right. might just be what they want you to think <laughs> well the other side of it goes into just you know the the black panther thing which is why i was trying to bring it up was the the hidden narrative elements of art which i, oh, yeah. I think that i think that's really common like i watched wednesday with um my my lovely lovely fiance and um that was the thing that was getting me more than anything is looking at this tale as like i like i get what you're trying to do there's uh there's some questionable things in uh 
in Wednesday. Like uh, some some pretty anti-working class messages in a way. Oh, because like the whole town is like, yeah, yeah, I, I see that. Well, I mean, I don't want to be that person, but, you know, the heroes yeah. of that story are all bourgeois. Yeah. Like yeah. they're all they're they're like almost aristocrats. And the 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 one person that you think is going to be a good guy turns out to be the ultimate bad guy. Yeah, and there's kind of a true. weird message there that like even the working class person that thinks that uh that that has the good bourgeois morals that you're supposed to have might actually be a fucking monster. Well, I believe that they were trying to use the the freaks as a metaphor for, you know, what it always is uh, for an oppressed minority a la x-men what it actually comes across as uh, is a uh, essentially like you said it's very bourgeois and it's almost this notion of like these people hate us because we've all got superpowers yeah they hate us <laughs> which is part better than them yeah which is part of the problem of x-men but you know x-men is a lot more explicit with its well i don't know it's kind of uh, it depends who's or. writing it, I guess, really. Yeah. Because there's, there's some bad least... X-Men that doesn't make any fucking sense. You're about to start talking about my man Beak, and I won't hear it. I won't <laughs> hear it. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Um, You can talk about Harry Potter. We won't talk about Harry Potter, but that's another example of a lot of the weird implications of those stories that if you were to run with them to their logical conclusions, actually kind of can say some messed up things. Yeah. That goes back to the the notions of the stories that we tell ourselves are very important, but that's a that's not subliminal messaging. That's that's subtext and subtlety and nuance in a story. Where does that become more explicit programming? Because then you could talk about the ideas of cultural Marxism as it's, which I I think is nonsense personally, but. That's the idea is that these are subtle methods of shifting focus and ideas and making, you know, you normalizing things that people, some people think shouldn't be normalized, stuff like that. It never really crosses the boundary into, oh, there was a hidden message in this. Like the, the most effective form of that would arguably be like that sort of mystery box ARG type things where it's like by making it obvious but not too obvious that there's something hidden in this work you get people to dig into it and find it which might be what happened here when you become aware that there's like something that's flashing for like a split second naturally you're gonna try to frame by frame it or get your camera out or something you know mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, sorry, I just didn't have much more to say. I thought you. <laughs> this I thought is the you... part where uh, you will hear the the buff the buffeting of uh, slight subliminal messages underneath the main track, telling you <laughs> to go to chaosmagicnews.com, where we'll have articles, interviews, links to the pod, and much, much more. Give us your money. I was thinking, you're so much nicer because I was going to say this is where we ask for the numbers on your credit card and the three numbers on the back. Well, Please send leave. them to. You got to get them. You got to get them in the door first. You know, <laughs> that's what I learned from the cultural Marxists is that you can't start by saying, give me your credit card. You have to start with the something, something simple. Uh, that's funny how we've talked about Marx twice without actually really trying to talk about Marx. That's funny. That's why I'm Carl Marx supplier this week. <laughs> oh, you've never changed your name mid episode. I love it. You want one more? Yeah. I'll always do one more. 
Do you want Emmanuel Macron takes off his watch during pension TV interview? Or smashes do you, it with a hammer. <laughs> or do you want sections of park on site proposed for Atlanta's cop city training center are closed after life-threatening hidden traps found? Good God. Let's Ugh. go with that one. Oh, sections of a park on site of proposed Atlanta's cop city training center are closed after life-threatening hidden traps found. So there we go. We went from hidden messages to hidden traps. Like a bear trap? Like what? Like they, they rig a shotgun to blow when you walked by. You got a box with a twig holding up the box and you got a piece of cheese. So when they pull the piece of cheese, it hits the stick and the box drops on them. What's going on here? It's literally like a two by four with a shit ton of nails not put into it. Oh, God, that's brutal. And they were um, putting like they were hidden in leaves and stuff. Yeah, okay, for any for background for anybody that doesn't know, basically there's this police training facility where they 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 cleared out some forested areas. People got very upset about it. There were protests. A man was unduly murdered by the police and I don't you know, I don't care how you try to paint a face on it. They killed this guy when he wasn't doing anything that would warrant such an action. So, I guess things are very very much heating up. I guess arguably if they need the training center and this is available land, that's a whole different environmental sort of argument. But I imagine things are heating up because they killed one of the protesters. And that's generally, I just don't think it's a great idea to kill people that are protesting things, especially when it's like, Hey, maybe don't tear down all these, all this forested land. Yeah. Especially if the, the, the people that they're protesting happen to already be the fucking police who, Kind of have a, a weird history of uh, killing protesters, oddly enough. Yeah, it's weird. Have you heard of this? It's that's very, kind of, yeah. it's different. You know, it's weird, yeah. right? It's yeah. a little ironic. So, uh, it, it, it sort of makes me think that like, man, is this what they're training you to do? Is this what this facility is going to be? Either way, that's, it's very sad because it's like, regardless of your feelings about the police, regardless of your feelings about protesters, I, I think generally people don't want situations like this to escalate into weird shit where more and more people are getting hurt and more and more people are getting killed, you know, in a, in a, a perfect world, we wouldn't have to go around murdering each other. We definitely don't want it to escalate to fucking Rue Goldberg fucking death traps. Yeah. Especially like, cause it's in areas where people that aren't even fucking involved. Yeah. So get, get hurt. killed by that shit. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that that'd be fucking horrific. Well, you know, just like uh, it's just... but, but here's the other side of it under the executive order, unauthorized persons entering the properties will be subject to prosecution for criminal trespass and unauthorized part vehicles will be towed and impounded according to a news release about the executive order. So was this a fucking op? Was this just to get the protesters and everyone away from there? Uh, yeah, you know, that could totally be what's going on at the same time. I feel like if they wanted to justify that, they wouldn't need to put out weird traps. I feel like they could just probably do it, but that is a, that's another good point. Is that I, I don't stuff know. Like Throwing this? boards with nails into them under like fucking underbrush and shit. That seems like some pretty like lazy fucking like, Hey, let's make it look like they're trying to do stupid shit kind of thing. You know, I got an, I got an idea. We know the protests are going to happen, right? We'll just leave out a bunch of bricks. Like that's, it has that kind of vibe to me too. I agree. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to, I, I feel like the it's an op thing can become like uh this is what we're talking about as far as not necessarily a bad idea, but then it can become the shortcut so that you don't have to think 
to just assume that the, you know, police, hey, I, I'm not a big fan of police, especially when they're killing people that don't deserve it. But I don't want to just say, oh, nah, they put those traps there so that they could get rid of the people. Because again, it's, it's, uh, it, it could just be a byproduct of rising tensions. And this is somebody's fucking crazy ass idea to cause more problems and make the situation worse and hurt more people. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's not good. That, yeah, you're completely right about the there's a reason it's, it's it's a joke, I guess, where we just say like, oh, it's a fucking op to everything. But there's there's always the the subset of people who are going to believe that sort of shit where no matter what happens, it's a fucking vast conspiracy to make something happen. But if nothing else, this one would make a little more sense than some others. Oh, no, they're having ab- protesters absolutely. and police clashing in this area. And then, well, we got to get rid of them somehow. Well, let's come up with an excuse to get rid of them. That doesn't involve, yeah, like, faking a fucking massive, like, injury or, like, framing yeah, somebody, to- I guess, right? Totally believable motivation. Um, it, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility at all. I'm glad that these traps, if, if they were legitimately placed to hurt somebody, I'm glad that they were so boneheaded that they were easily found and nobody got flung with a bunch of fucking nails into their body or anything. Like I said, you you don't want people getting hurt over something like that. The only people that I really want to see get hurt are Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden <laughs> falling down the stairs oh, man. If, if towards you, the if gold we, medal. Can we hide boards with nails in it in, in uh, the Capitol building? <laughs> God, no. Hide it under a banana. Joe will just go running for it. Oh, that's getting cut out. <laughs> for legal purposes, these are jokes. No one would take any of what we're saying seriously. No, I mean. But, you know, it's like, it's just silly nonsense. I get it. But there is always that part in the back of your brain that thinks like, man, you make too many jokes about uh, political figures getting hurt. They might start, you know, you might start getting uh getting some, those calls. some people. Yeah, it might start getting them calls. Well, no, see, that's maybe the thing, you maybe you take a flight down some stairs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the problem, though, is like we're sitting here going like, oh, man, talking about Joe and Mitch and uh, Meatball Ron over there. What's going to get us is the fucking Carter thing. You know, like, oh, that wasn't nearly that controversial. It's just a joke. It's just a fun time. Fucking Jimmy Carter's family is hiring fucking private assassins right now. Oh, my God. I guess that's enough news for one day. On a scale of one to ten, how dragon pilled was this last segment? Well, we we insinuated presidents getting hurt. We uh we talked about subliminal messages. I I, I think we could lose a couple brain cells still. Well, how how are we gonna do that? Well, we could read some stupid creepy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I knock off a couple brain cells. Yeah. <laughs> so why are we reading creepy pastas? Is the question because we didn't have an idea for this. <laughs> There's an exceeding number of creepy pastas that you can find that are ostensibly occult rituals. The ritual pasta is a notable subgenre of creepy pastas where you will find something where it is allegedly describing a ritual that you could possibly perform and attain some sort of supernatural and or magical result. The problem is, is that they're not written by, uh, they're not written by a cultist. They're not written by people who have done the rituals. It's just, it's, it's pure fiction, which is fine. 
or it would be if these were talented writers, but most of them are just God awful. Yeah. There's one that always sticks out in my mind in particular when I think about that kind of um, subset of a uh, creepy pasta. Which one is it? And I'll tell you if it's in the list of what I've got. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's uh, let's just go ahead and get into them and we'll let uh, we'll let people be surprised. I think maybe before we start, I'm not going to just sit here and read off of these things, but I'll sort of, you know, we'll, we'll sort of go through and say that this is the gist of the ritual sort of deal. I think the important thing about these is that for most of these rituals, there is no discernible reason why you would even want to do it. Yeah, like that's the interesting thing about like actual occult stuff, right? We tend to have rituals that actually want to do something that you might want to happen, even if they are like spooky rituals involving demons and shit and like dark forces and stuff. You're at least getting something out of it. Most of these are just like, hey, you want to fuck your whole world up, dude? You want to, hey, do you want to do something that'll really scare the piss out of you and maybe you'll live? And if you do it wrong, like, have eternal torment yeah. well have i got news for do you, you? want to die tonight <laughs> some of these rituals are essentially the like the equivalent of what if i what if you locked yourself in a room with an angry wild animal and just took a chance that it fucking eviscerated you <laughs> yeah. with that said the first one i i think is worth talking about is uh one man hide and seek or hide and seek alone. Oh, yeah. Okay. An incredibly, incredibly popular one. I know at least one YouTuber that actually did a video of them doing this ritual and was like, yeah, nothing happened. This is stupid. I knew nothing was going to happen. At the same time, it, it was probably kind of creepy, at least. This one is basically where you get a stuffed doll of some kind. You fill it with rice. uh, like human fingernails and just like you know some very minor stuff basically nothing too crazy you give it a name you put it in the bathtub or some shit you turn out all the lights in your house you go around looking for it and it's like the doll will be exactly where you left it because it's not alive yet <laughs> but then you give it a name and you say all right timothy you're it now. Now you have to find me and when you do that it the spirit is going to go into the rice because Spirit is like water where the rice just sucks it up. If you get a ghost in your phone, you can just put it in rice. <laughs> if you drop your phone into the toilet, you can just put it in rice. Rice is going to do wonders is what we're saying. <laughs> and the point is, is that you have to like hide from the doll. And uh, like if it fucking finds you, it's like going to kill you or something. I don't know. It's like, I guess the entire point is that uh, the only thing I can think of is that it is, it's almost this notion of some kind of, or like ordeal or perhaps like proof of the supernatural by doing something that is dangerous, which is like kind of interesting, I guess, but it's, there's, there's no tangible, you don't get anything out of doing this. What you get is that like you survived which is essentially makes this a game of supernatural chicken. Are you going to get killed or not? <laughs> it's like, why would you want to do it? Yeah, and I suppose there is a long storied history of like supposed creepy things you can do that like you end up doing with your friends while you're drunk. Or like if you're a little kid, I guess. You're hope if, if, hopefully if you're a little kid, you're not drunk. But 
you know, it's like, it's like bloody Mary and stuff. It's like, yeah, no, you do it. No, you do. Like, so we, we, something about the, our human experience likes those sorts of things, but why, what would really possess you to like do that one in particular? You're going to create an evil killer doll. Like what, what about that appeals to anybody? Like I get it. It's cause it's not really for you to do. It's just for you to be creeped out by the idea of it. The notion of it is is scary, and it has just enough. It has just enough of a of a a threshold of I could actually do this, while also feeling like it it hits the marks of a of a witchcrafty type thing because it's like get a doll, fill it with rice and fingernails and a, a red cord, and hit it with the salt water and and the cayenne pepper. You know the, these things register in our heads as like cliches or tropes of the of the trade i suppose it's got the occult aesthetic to it but there's no you know that's the that's the thing is that there are a lot of occultists who don't who do magic that doesn't get anything done but they at least pretend that it's to get something done you know what i mean (laughs) well you know i I was actually about to say there's plenty of people that have occult practices that don't involve those sorts of things and i think this uh ritual in particular could really benefit from some like just barbarous fucking names or like maybe like a weird symbol that you draw on the doll i'd feel a little more like you know yeah this is some spooky stuff if you at least did that maybe it's not barbarous but you do give it a name you could name it barbara that's my favorite (laughs) barbarous name What's the next one? Okay, and the next one was almost the one that I went with first because this is once again an example of a, a ritual of like, why the fuck would you want to do this? It's called the scorpion ritual. It's called the scorpion ritual because, well, you'll need a scorpion. <laughs> Real this creative one, it, names. Like, yeah. you have like the fumigation to Asclepius. You have the bornless ritual, and then you got the scorpion ritual. This is actually very notable because it does accomplish something that is just the holy grail for some magicians. It is literally the resurrection of the dead. Now, it's the resurrection of the dead as the 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 body is completely dragon-pilled, you know? <laughs> this is the means by which you will take a dead body and by using a scorpion some acid, some alcohol, and uh, a spear. I forgot. Yeah, a fucking spear. A spear. Hey, yeah. hey, this is yeah. feeling pretty occult. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take a, you take a, a dead body, and it, ha- it mentions that it has to be like a freshly dead body, too. So you can't like even dig up your grandma and just see her doing a jig one more time. It has to be <laughs> somebody like who recently died. So like now you've also committed murder. So like what the f- <laughs> you know or you found you found something now or, you're desecrating or you just a hang corpse. outside the hospice being like all right who's yeah. going to get the scorpion tonight? Yeah again so now you're you're stealing and desecrating a corpse which is uh, also a very very serious crime in most places. You use the scorpion and the the alcohol and like you light something on fire. Yeah, I think you I believe you stab them with the spear or some crap like that. When the scorpion stings the corpse, it's going to get up and it's going to be an angry, violent zombie. And the other thing is you have to do this like it says explicitly you have to go out into like the middle of nowhere to do this. You need to stay away from anything electrical because otherwise it won't work. So it's basically like setting up all of these things of like this is an incredibly bad idea. And this is a great way that if it does work to get killed by a zombie (laughs) and it's just there's no there's no benefit. You can't get the 
zombie to do anything. Like it, it could arguably like leave it there, but it mentions like the zombie will will chase you as the person that brought it back to life. It wants to kill you so that it can go back to being dead or something to that effect, right? It's mad at you because it's alive again. So you can't get any useful information out of the dead, which is like the point of necromancy. And you can't get like a, it's not like a minion because it wants to just kill you. So the 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 more fantastical uh, end of necromancy of, a, of an undead thrall, you know, this, this is completely like, man, you want to prove that supernatural occurrences exist? You could go do this. But it's not. It's And this one is where it makes the barrier to entry so high that you wouldn't be able to go test. If there's a YouTuber who tried this ritual, I've got some fucking questions. <laughs> and, I, and it's just so dumb where it's like, man, at least I got the spear to fight him off with, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's both not creepy to me at all and incredibly stupid. Like, can we make this useful in some kind of way? Maybe you, maybe you like put the body in a cage and then like, so he gets up and he's all crazy trying to kill you, but now you got him in a cage. So you're good. And then you drag it back to town being like, check out, step right up, step right up. See the man who wants to kill me. He wants to kill me so bad. He came back from the grave. $5. I feel like there are easier ways to make money. That's all I can say. Well, if you just so happen to have a body, a scorpion and a spear and no other source of income. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is an option for you. I would recommend just selling the spear or possibly <laughs> the scorpion. I don't know. What else you got then? Here's a really old one. This is one I remember reading as like, oh, young wee bab is the the mirror box. This one isn't nearly nearly as bad as the other ones because it doesn't have like a described purpose, but it also isn't particularly fantastical. It's honestly kind of just an interesting idea because the mirror box where it describes in detail the construction of a box that is literally made out of mirrors so you can be Hendrix. <laughs> That's a joke for me. <laughs> but it, it describes the uh, the process by which the and dimensions of this box and the supplies that it recommends you bring. I guess it would be an interesting uh, sort of meditational retreat, almost akin to like a sensory deprivation thing where it's like you, oh, you end up okay. in, in these, this glass box and I guess you'd meditate or perhaps just stare. Although it mentions bringing like a simple light source. The problem is, is that if you put a light bulb in a, a mirror box, it's going to be probably not very pleasant. You know, it's, it's just going to be blinding. The one strange sort of like almost sinister thing described here is mentioning like you should definitely bring an assistant who has a strong will so that when your designated amount of time in the box is done, they will get you out of that box because it describes that apparently some people will just straight up be like, nah, I'm, I don't want to come out. It's super great down here. Please. No, let me stay in here. Let me stay in here. Let me stay in here, which is, uh, just, you know, I guess, I, I mean, maybe it would drive you totally bonkers. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't do anything, but it does in a weird way. It makes me think of that room that is like totally silent that supposedly no one has stayed in for more than an hour or something like that. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Does it give you any idea of what it's supposed to do? Mm, no, no. Like I said, this one's very mysterious for whatever reason. 
Well, it's definitely an improvement because while it's a strange thing that doesn't seem to have an express purpose, my my imagination works at that one and gives it ideas. Like you said, the sensory deprivation kind of aspect of it is very interesting. That could actually be kind of cool. To me, it's a very interesting concept. I know when I read it, it was like, man, I should make one of those. And honestly, it sounds like the type of uh, experiment that perhaps a chaos magician might come up with. Yeah, you, know? you could definitely come Mirror? up with some benefit for that, I think. My issue with it, though, is that it's definitely not creepy. It's more strangely thought-provoking. Besides, like, the bit of sinister thing where it's like, yeah, after the timer has gone off, always, always remove the top of the box because witnesses have attested to the the occupants of the box refusing to leave and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a bit of... um you know, sinister quality there, but huh. uh, just perhaps what might happen to the human brain in such conditions. But eh. yeah, in that same spirit, there's this one called the mirror trick. Boy, oh boy, is it a doozy? Okay. I'm waiting with bated breath. First, look into a mirror. Any mirror will do. Stare at yourself for a little bit. Then start telling yourself your name. Repeat the sentence. My name is blank over and over again eventually you will realize you are the slim shady eventually you will start to feel detached every time you repeat the sentence you will feel more like somebody else and less like you like the real you is inside the mirror and that the that you is not really you that's not the you that is not you and i've never gone far enough for anything completely strange to happen but the sheer fact that it happens is enough Literally, this is just a uh, a meditation, <laughs> a meditation thing that is described by Spare with like the ad of like the mirror gazing, which he wasn't the first one to came. He's just always the one I think of. It's mentioned in Lieber Null yeah. as a as a method of uh, the as a method to get to the death posture, and it's yeah. been done by yeah. a lot of. The, it just adds like the mechanic of a mantra, and then it goes like, "Well, I haven't gone far enough to really say what it's about," and it's like, "Well, pff, who cares?" <laughs> the idea is like that's creepy, where it's like the real you is behind the mirror. It's like I can tell you, you know, it's like it's like what there's the there's the mirror world behind there. I don't, I, I don't know, I just motherfucker, don't. you ain't even got to the death posture yet. Keep doing it. You still yeah, hung yeah, up yeah. on the like, creepiness you, of it. Yeah, you think there's something behind the mirror. It's like, bruh. There is, but you're a fucking idiot, and you're not going to be able <laughs> to do anything useful with it. How to become a god. Oh, that's got to be great. I thought I knew this one, and I, I actually don't. I remember this one having, like, a. there was this big thing of, like, a... It was one of those things where it was talking about the idea of, like, where you believe you're going to go when you die is where you go, and, uh... All the gods are sustained by your thoughts and like the collective belief in them is what makes them powerful. By when you die, you can attempt to become a god and get believers and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. And it was just really, it was just going to give me a chance to talk about it. It's like, this is the bullshit we're talking about as far as thought forms and egregores. Yeah. But uh, it's not the one. And it's, it's also the other problem with a lot of these ritual pastas is that as we got further and further into like bad creepy pasta years, like they're never they were never good, but like as they became popular, more people wrote them, and that just increased the amount of bad ones. Uh, a lot of things that are labeled as like here's a ritual, 
And it's like, it's not. It's like a narrative that describes somebody doing a ritual, but like, I'm not reading this long, boring story. Yeah, fuck your short story, bro. I don't care. Yeah, I, I need a I need a step one. Yeah. Uh, how to speak to the dead. That's another that's a, another good one. You got to love. I, I do have a fondness for the ones that say how to. And then it's something batshit crazy. <laughs> how to punch a hole through a dimension. How to walk on water. How to speak to the dead. How and then in this one is how to eat a burrito. Well, you got to get a little bit of hot sauce. That's a supreme ritual, a crunch wrap supreme ritual. <laughs> Do you have a dead relative? Have you ever wanted to say goodbye, but it was too late? Well, boy, have I got news for you. If you go to a cemetery at 4 a.m., any, you know, that's the only time it'll work. Don't ask why. <laughs> you, go to a, you go to the grave of the dead person and just like, just be really weird about everything and <laughs> just sort of look around real shifty and make sure no one hears you say this thing in latin that i put into google translate <laughs> and that's literally what it is it's like this is some there's some latin right here that you know you, i i don't i have a funny feeling this person doesn't speak latin <laughs> probably just plug some shit into google translate the your dead relative will show up but it's not actually your dead relative it's like a fake dead relative who's gonna be like you know uh grandma what big eyes do you have and it's like all the better to to eat you with my dear <laughs> even though i said eyes because i have teeth in my eyes uh i don't think that's part of I, that's not part of it but it would be scarier um but no it's like you're you have like a fake doppelganger relative who's gonna try to get you to say certain things and do or give them a hug and then they're gonna like kill you because that's always what it goes to it's like the only penalty that is acceptable in any of this is dying. You did the ritual wrong, so you're going to immediately be eviscerated by a, a, a phantasm masquerading as your relative. But if you hold strong and you, you, uh, you don't fall for their tricks and you answer me these questions three, then your real relative will show up and you can ask them whatever you want to know and you can say your heartfelt goodbyes and all that bullshit and but then this one is really funny because in bold it says do not attempt to film this because <laughs> cuz it, it won't work, work. <laughs> and it'll be we tried the we tried the cemetery ritual at 4am oh man at least that one has a purpose yeah that you one talk does to grandma, you can say but like that's so ugh. That's so bad. Like, you know what? If you can combine like the the spear and the scorpion stuff with that one, it it would be like at least a decent ritual, I guess. Yeah, it's like like there would at least be something. I don't, I don't know because it's like I I suppose the the biggest problem is that like rituals do not have to follow a prerequisite of like occulty stuff to be effective. They just have to be effective. But the problem is, is that most of these come across and that's the thing we're not like, I'm not trying to complain. It's like, oh, these are, these aren't real magic rituals. It's just like, it's interesting. The ideas of from like a, a cheap internet horror understanding of the occult versus what the occult looks like from an academic level or from the, the level of somebody who is in the nitty gritty doing stupid spooky woo woo. Right. Yeah. It does take away your ability to enjoy these things, but it also brings out like that weird side of the supernatural because there's so much that we just like, you know what? It's an idea we take for granted in the occult is that this stuff has like a purpose and you're supposed to be doing it to like, like do something. 
Yeah, I mean, and I guess that's the thing. Like you mentioned, the demon summoning a demon thing, and it's like it almost makes sense of like, yeah, of course, you know, the lesser key of Solomon and all these things makes all these things about like, here's how to protect yourself from the horrible demon because they're an asshole and they'll try to fuck you up. It's because it's like, yeah, no one's going to summon a demon for kicks. They're only going to, the only reason you would do that is if you thought you could get something out of them. And then meanwhile with here, it's like, here, just do this for kicks. There's nothing in it for you. It also might kill you. <laughs> this is a horrible trade-off. It's just spooky Russian roulette. <laughs> yeah. At least you know how many bullets are in the gun in Russian roulette. This is like, there's 15 different ways it can kill you. You summon nothing. a magic bullet and you spin the barrel. This is one that is arguably a little better. It's just so fucking cliche. And I think we even joked about this on the Cult of Saturn episode of like the go into a church and desecrate it and then do this and you can talk to the devil, but it'll only answer you in riddles. (laughs) And like, you know, that sort of shit. But that's literally what this is, where it's like you have to go to a church at midnight and you have to like draw an inverted cross on the wall. You just like you, I think, I believe it's a mirror, but either way, it's like you do something and he shows up. You have to go tit for tat with the devil answering questions where he will ask you a question and you have to be honest and then you have to like figure out if he's he'll he'll answer a question and if you got the answer right he'll tell you the truth but if you didn't if you don't know if you answered the question truthfully or if you answered the question right he might be lying to you so you just have to know whether or not you're actually and the whole point is that he's going to ask you like really hard personal questions that are going to have you questioning things about yourself. So you, you're not actually sure if you're being honest or not with the intention of trying to break you down, that sort of thing with the ultimate goal of like, he's going to try to trick you into staying too long because you, you can only play this game for like an hour or something like that. And once it gets past that, then all of a sudden the devil can, possess your body and do something crazy and then the it 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 ends with the twist of implying that uh whoever is writing this is is actually the devil who has possessed somebody who screwed up the game oh and it's like but it's also it's like it's one of those where it's like yeah it's a little creepy but it's it's also that idea of like i'm not always uh I'm just not always super big on this idea of like the devil is like this used car salesman type guy who's just (laughs) waiting around to fuck with you. Yeah, like I I hope, you know, I had the image of like the devil as like a red dude in a seersucker suit. And when you were telling me this, like that is exactly what I was thinking. It's just like just jive devil fucking tricking you. Like, I don't know. Again, like, what's the point of this? Like what? Like if you beat the devil, do you get something? Well, the idea is that you, the idea is that like, say he gave you an easy question or something that you just absolutely knew the answer to. You could get any knowledge out of the devil, huh? He will give you, he will give you an answer to some question. And then you can just be like, all right, I'm done playing. I got the information I needed and then call it. So like, there's arguably at least like secret knowledge to be attained. And, but then it, I think it even mentions that it's like, there's just certain things like the devil, if the devil doesn't like, he doesn't know everything. So it's like, you might ask him something and he'll just be like, shit, I don't know, buddy. How do you cure cancer? Fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually one of those that gets mentioned. It's like, don't ask him for that. Like there's just certain things he's not going to tell you. 
So it's like you got to know. So one, it's like you got to know for a fact How that you got the right answer. How pissed off are you going to be if you do this to figure out something and the devil's just like, oh. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should just break up with her, bro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we got time for one more. In that case, we're going to have to go with the only good ritual in this entire thing. And I will read this one completely in its entirety because it's very short, but it really does get to the point of something that I think is uh, like there's a tangible benefit here, you know? And of course, there's a this is a joke. <laughs> in the most deserted part of Wyoming, there is a restaurant. There are no roads leading to it, no signs advertising it. It's just there in the open. Walk inside and maybe you'll learn a thing or two. One, it's jam-packed with people talking and eating and enjoying themselves. And two, the entire place looks like a scene from the 50s, including the people, the food, the newspapers, the music, and everything. Take a seat, observe the atmosphere, relax. When the waitress comes to take your order, order a cheeseburger with mashed potatoes. Afterwards, a redhead lady should ask you to dance to the tune on the jukebox. Find a song that has the same number as your current age, pick it, and dance your heart out. When the song ends, a flash of light will engulf the whole scene and you'll be standing outside your home the following morning. You should now should have the power of clairvoyance for the remaining year. If you didn't do this correctly, then woe is you, for you missed out on the best meal you'll ever eat. <laughs> it's like the clairvoyance thing is almost like, yeah, you'll have clairvoyance. But the important thing is that, man, that is a really good cheeseburger. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Just why? Why? Who wrote that and thought that that was something they needed to tell others? I don't know. I think it's supposed like I I, I always read that one because I remember reading that one a while back, too. That's why I, I chose it for last. I always thought that was just a joke. It was just like, you know, like the yeah, I guess you'll be clairvoyant for the rest of the year. But the important thing is like the cheeseburger. All right, man, I'm telling you, if you screwed this up, man, boy, did you miss out? Uh, it is a great subversion of the, the genre, I guess. I got to respect that. But like, what the yeah. fuck? That's so stupid. We didn't talk about the one that I was alluding to earlier, actually. Oh, what was that going to be? Um, I believe it's called the two kings or the three kings ritual. Oh, OK. Here, give me the give me the broad strokes of that one. How's that? Well, one it's, it's another one of those ones that has just enough of an occult aesthetic to make you kind of think that like. This might be a thing and it has some benefit to it, but it's just kind of hokey. You have to like get a chair and like two mirrors and set them up in a particular like spot. And you have to put like a salt circle around the whole thing. And you have to wait till like three thirty three o'clock. And then- all, it all sounds very it, like th- this sounds very uh part and parcel for these types of uh little stories so yeah exactly right and but when you do it's like two kings will appear in the mirrors on thrones and it's like you're you can't move or something like that i don't remember specifically but the whole idea essentially is that you can get like information out of them but okay, so it is. But you can't do certain things, or you, you know, you burn in hell forever, or whatever the fuck it is. So it's actually kind of similar to the devil game, right? Right, but with but less. Um, 
it's less like, you know, I guess bullshitty. <laughs> like, cause there's no, like the tricks are like, you have to like, make sure you don't like move and you can't, you have to make sure that like a, a certain time, you know, like the time ones are always the big ones, right? Where it's like, right. you can only do it for this long. Otherwise it'll fuck you. But and you can't look at a clock either because. Yeah, exactly. You, get, you know, that sort yeah. of stuff. But at least this one seemed to have like a tangible benefit because you can get information out of them somehow, that sort of thing. So there's there's at least that. But I always think of that one when I think of these creepy pasta rituals, because it was the first one I saw. And I was like, there are easier ways to do this. This is like hardcore scrying. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this is the hard I mean, version <laughs> of it. Like this is like making it harder than it needs to be, which is yeah, I, which is the interesting appeal to me, like because I think that. Obviously, I'm under no illusion that most people reading creepypasta rituals aren't actually looking for a cult ritual to do. But it's one of those things of like, even if you got curious about that sort of stuff, I feel like if you spent five minutes looking for stuff, you'd be like, well, fuck, I'm not going to do the one that like might make me burn in hell forever. <laughs> Maybe I'll try this black mirror shit. This ritual said I got to chop off my balls and send them to somebody. <laughs> Man, that sounds like an awful lot of work. Maybe I'll just... <laughs> maybe i'll just maybe i'll tarot. just yeah yeah you know i figured runes might be a, a a better step and and i suppose that's the funny thing about these is that it's like there's this component of like mortal peril like the idea that like magic the only way you could possibly get some sort of magical outcome is to put yourself in like horrifying danger which is just like i don't think there's any i don't think there's there are any occultists that are saying like yeah you 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 gotta put yourself in peril if you want shit to work well it's like you said with the you know the 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 key of solomon right where it's like no occultists are very big on protecting themselves we have we have all sorts of rituals and things that we do they're like nah you're not gonna get me demon no sir i know your stupid fucking tricks get in the goddamn <laughs> circle absolutely i mean it's like occultists are using not real mongooses to get rid of not real snakes you know <laughs> we're we we're trying to get rid of the problem before it's a problem the only other thing i want to talk about on this and we'll do it kind of brief because we're already running long what do you think about the ritual format for these things is like the appeal. Is it that they feel like they're doable in some sort of way? I believe it's the, it's the, I, there's a, there was a word for it that I can't remember, but it's that idea of presenting something fictional in a way that gives it a, an appearance of legitimacy or appearance, uh, uh, an appearance of realism that makes it, more terrifying it's the way that lovecraft stories are always written in these like journal like they're they're journaled or written down at first-hand accounts or they or call of cthulhu uses all these news clippings and like uh, there was a story i got from investigating here that sort of thing that makes it like where you know it's not real but it's or it, it's the same it's the same thing as found footage where found footage you know it's not real but it's shot in a way to give you the impression that it is and that's the fun if only there were better writers yeah you just have to be but at the same time what do you want for free on the internet yeah yeah but that cheeseburger though that cheeseburger though that's the one ritual that i would probably try for this yeah. no because i have to go to wyoming that <laughs> you want to talk about mm. dangerous things that's the most dangerous thing you do on that whole list fucking listeners don't go, go to, to wyoming, wyoming. Don't go to Wyoming. And if you're in Wyoming, fucking how's the cheeseburger? <laughs> okay, so let's wrap it up. 
time for the nice palate cleanser. How goes the work? Well, last last time I, I said that I was doing something very specific and that uh, I was going to talk, give you the details of what I was going on. I um, I tried to get a petty revenge on somebody who wronged me because I was just really sick of their shit. And I was just, and um, I, I can say wholeheartedly that it did not work in the slightest. I might as well have been, I, I might as well have been pissing in the wind. You know, it's like, it just did, it completely fell on its face. And I think I just got too enamored in feeling like I was wronged and being like, I really want to get back at this person for anything I was doing to be effective. I might as well, I should have just gone and punched him in the nose. Uh, but So are you blaming it on lust of result? Uh, oh yeah. 100% blaming it lust of result. Yeah. I thought I was doing well because I was shutting up and not saying anything about it, but I think I was just actively focusing on it far too much. But at the same time, the one slight benefit to falling flat on my face with that is that I, I had time to reevaluate how I was feeling and saying, well, what do I actually want out of this? You know, so I'm going to I'm I'm going to tr- I'm going to try to redirect and work towards resolving the grievance rather than having a a, a based and dragon pilled <laughs> act of uh, stair chucking. Well, I'm I'm sorry it failed, but you know I'm glad you at least kind of had some you know thoughts about it. Yeah, that's always been my problem with trying to get revenge too, is because anytime I try to get revenge on anybody with magic, eh, well, I mean I've had successes, but usually they were um, I've had successes and then just ended up feeling bad, where I was like, fuck, yeah. man, why'd I do that? But it, it it never worked like in the in the couple days after either in my mind. Because I was just still sitting, every time I saw whoever it was, it was like, man, go fuck yourself. I'm just like, you're going to get fucked. And it was just that, you know, it was, you know, I couldn't get, I couldn't let the, I couldn't let anything work because I was too worried about like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally. And I, I do think that there is also a thing too of like, um, the, you know, anger as the, the drinking, the poison, expecting the other person to die, sitting there being mad about it isn't good for you either. Should have just punched him in the nose. Yeah, you, when you fail, you fail. Hopefully, I, yep. I come back next episode with a with a real win. CMN breaking news. All right, listeners, I just want to come right in here and say real quick that the day after I recorded that, saying that it didn't work, the situation actually resolved itself. To long story short, the person who wronged me said. Hey man, we cool now. And they gave me liquor as a a peace offering, which easy, easy way to win me over. So they are saying we're cool. I'm saying we're cool. Magic is fun. How goes with you? Oh, I'm I'm bad. I'm still where I was at. I'm just kind of doing my basic practices and um, focusing on what the next big thing is. I think I might commit to a particular stuffy robe tradition for a little while. And that'll be fun because if I do that, I have a set time period I'm going to do it for. And then I'm going to try to do all of the same things that I accomplished with doing the stuffy robe tradition via ludicrous chaos magic methods. And I'll compare those. And that'll be fun. I can talk to you guys about it. Oh, that, that'd be a really fun experiment, I think. Do you possibly have a 3 a.m. ritual to get the the spooky ghost that's haunting you to come out and make you a cheeseburger 
Um, I'll let you know once I get the uh, get the the stuffy robes going. All right. Well, if if all else fails, try rice. <laughs> well, with that, this has been Chaos Magic News, the only occult podcast you can listen to at 3 a.m. As always, if you want to be fucking based and dragon pilled <laughs> and when i say that you better crank that reverb and echo and have it go based and dragon pilled pilled pilled, pilled. <laughs> you can find out more at chaosmagicnews.com where we'll have articles links to the pod interviews and much much more we are trying to really get a, an upload schedule more consistent on there it's a work in progress but we'd really appreciate if you check it out we're also on instagram facebook and twitter where we post links and updates on what's going on and a lot of funny funny memes which we you know you love you some memes so go ahead and get on there am i leaving anything out um cmn breaking news hi i'm johnny francis And what they forgot to tell you was that the CMN community now has a Discord. You can find the link at chaosmagicnews.com or on our Instagram or on our Facebook or pretty much anywhere else. Please come and join us. It's a fun time. Nope, I think we're good. All right. Everybody go fall down a flight of stairs. (laughs) And with that... You had two different nicknames, so I'm just going to call you Markiplier. (laughs) Markiplier, would you like the last word? Based (laughs) and (laughs) dragon (laughs) pill. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye-bye. It was a meta ad, and I'm pretty sure it was for a VR headset of some kind. But I just see a guy with a VR headset, like, sitting there, like, looking like he's having a great time. And it says, don't pay for shipping. And I was like, yeah, don't pay for shipping. Just VR that shit. <laughs> just put it, just put the image in front of you. <laughs> the signifier is so detached from the real. <laughs> pure oh, ideology. Actually, pure ideology. That makes sense because I'm sniffing so goddamn.